episode of the Rich Ed Poor Ed podcast, we've got Paul Fairbrother, the Facebook ad specialist and head of education at Adespresso, which is Facebook's largest Facebook marketing partner with over 10,000 customers and 360 million a year in ad spend under management running through their ad platform. Dylan, that's over a million dollars a day. I, uh, I think that's a little bit more than both of the, of what we've both been able to manage uh, ourselves over the years. But I'm excited to bring them on. Adespresso has been around since, shoot, I think 2016. They were acquired by Hootsuite. Gosh, really just in a matter of a few short years, I think they raised uh, about $3 million before they sold to, to Hootsuite. So Adespresso, now uh, part of the Hootsuite family, excited to bring... Uh, Paul on the show, the guy works with hundreds of, of, of Adespresso customers and knows a ton about uh, the Facebook ad platform and Adespresso. So Dylan, what do you say? Should we bring him on the show? Oh yeah, I, I'm pumped. I've been checking out Adespresso for three or four years now since I was even at Facebook. So I was kind of geeking out to get Paul on here. So let's make the magic happen. <laughs> Paul, welcome to the show. Welcome, Dylan. Zach, thanks for having me today. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, so you you've been at Ad Espresso shoot for over four years. Like you're like one of the OGs over there. So tell us a little bit about what what do you do as the head of education and a Facebook ad specialist day to day. Thanks. Yes. So um, what I do is kind of split my role into two parts. The first half is doing. So this is where I'm reviewing uh, customer campaigns with like 10 minute videos. So I've done over a thousand of those reviewed accounts from all over the world, different industries. I do one to one coaching sessions and I also for select customers book some of their ads. Um, so I'm actually like spending probably about $2 million a year on ads. So that's one side that I do. But I also like to scale that up by doing training and education. And I think it's really important to have that foundation of actually, you know, being in the game there, some skin in the game by booking these ads to be able to then give good advice. So you're not just giving that that kind of abstract theory. You're actually giving concrete, solid strategy. So for that, I do our office hours, which are 20-minute video calls every couple of weeks. Uh, I'd run lots of webinars um, and also write blog posts and do $1,000 experiments where we actually put $1,000 of our own ad spend into experiments to see what's working now. And all of that we provide for free because we really want people to succeed with their Facebook and Instagram ads. That's awesome. So you kind of have this like God's eye view of, of Facebook ads uh, that at the ad management level, you know, we have a kind of a similar uh, view at, at Funnel Dash with over 50,000 connected ad accounts and a billion dollars a year in ad spend. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know, to see trends across, you know, thousands of accounts or even hundreds of accounts. You know, your typical agency, they get to work on maybe 10, maybe all the way up to a hundred accounts, which Definitely helps create some overall like trends, uh, but I'd imagine you've got your 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 Facebook ad audit game is on point with over a thousand audits. I I I think that's a record, man. I don't know, Dylan. You you've probably clocked up where uh, uh, of close to that, but that that's a pretty cool number to keep track of. 
Oh yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm anywhere near that. I've definitely been at a thousand, but a thousand audits, my gosh, that's 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 a whole new level there, Paul. You're killing it there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You know, when you speak to big agencies, they they usually have a niche, so they either have one industry such as like auto or gyms, um, or they're regional, so they'll they'll service one town or if they're big enough, one state. There's not very many people outside of Facebook themselves that get exposure to so many different businesses so many different countries you know so many different niches there um so it's a real honor to be able to get those those trends and then of course pass that advice on so that people can uh, succeed with their own brands for their ads now as versus typical customer is your i would i would say your smaller advertiser right somebody that's spending you know maybe a thousand to ten thousand dollars a month in ads right like you're they're they're definitely not like your super super large advertisers it as person to me feels like it's really built for your main street business so i guess like would you agree with that uh first off paul are we on the same page there yep so so we actually have two sites we have the ad espresso platform which is for yep small medium businesses and small medium agencies as well a lot of agencies use it and then for our super large clients we have a product called hootsuite ads um which is that kind of white glove uh, fully enterprise service there um so it really depends on your level of business what level of uh, support that you need there but certainly at espresso's core customers those kind of small to medium businesses and, and those kind of agencies there yeah gotcha gotcha so one of the things that we like to dive into on the, on the first part of the show is you know we like to give everybody here you know financial <laughs> financial advice and recommendations on uh on how to scale their ads um without, you know, killing their cash flow. So as you're thinking of somebody that's what we'll call just say, you know, at the lower levels of spend, what are some of the, uh, you know, recommendations you have uh, from a financial standpoint to an advertiser, you know, that's spending between a thousand and $10,000 a month? Well, uh, I mean, the first thing, and th this will sound obvious to you guys, but but I see it all the time when I'm auditing accounts that people don't do, which is make sure you've got full tracking in place. Make sure you've got your Facebook pixels so that you can track revenue. Or if you're doing something else like lead generation, that you can track the number of leads and the cost per lead, saying this is getting your foundation in place there. So that's going to be really important. The second thing is to start small and build up. We all know that you can start from a dollar a day on Facebook. Um, but what some of the advertisers do is they come out all guns blazing, $1,000 a day, they burn through their ad spend very quickly. And if they don't, you know, recoup their money back straight away, that's it. They they've they stop advertising. So start small, get that data, analyze, regroup, work your way up there. And then uh, a final tip, quick tip is to be really looking at the long term view with your goals. So these days on, on Facebook, you're not going to make a huge profit out of the gate. What's going to happen is it's about the what we call CLTV, that customer lifetime value. So I'd urge advertisers to not be looking to make loads of money from their Facebook ads up front. It's about acquiring those customers and getting those repeat purchases. And it's definitely important to have a product, if possible, where you can get those repeat purchases. So subscription boxes are really good, but normal businesses, how can you get those repeat customers? That's what you need to be looking at the the, the big picture there. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about LTV. We love, we love that number over here. We love that metric, all things LTV. And what, 
what strategies or tools do you recommend, you know, for tracking LTV, um, you know, at the, let's say 30, 60, 90, 120 day mark? Well, you've got within Facebook, you've got a, um, within Business Magic, you've got Facebook analytics. And so you can set up um, an event source group, it's called, or ESG, which is where you just merge your pixel and page together. So Facebook can track everything that's happening organic and paid. And then within there, there's actually a, a filter called lifetime value. And you can see week by week for paid customers, how much that's growing by. So that's one way that you can do it. Um, but I, I also urge businesses just to look at what their baseline sales are before they start advertising and then see the uplift when they start running ads. Um, if you kind of look too closely at the analytics, sometimes you'll convince yourself it's not working. I, I've lost track of the number of clients that are like, okay, our dashboard says it's not working. Let's pause. Within a week, they come back to me in a panic going, cool, turn the ads back on. They were working. I've My sales have dried up. Um, so you've really got to be thinking like Facebook tracking isn't going to be 100% accurate. There's um, something called dark social, uh, which isn't the kind of like dark internet. It actually just means that you can't track everything. For example, um, last Christmas, I saw an ad for a really nice uh, coffee machine. Um, I thought, great, I want this as a Christmas gift. So I sent the link in Messenger to my partner. She bought it. So the ad resulted in a sale, um, but there's no way you can track that. Um, you know, because it, I didn't like click on it myself and it's, and then the pixel couldn't attribute that to the ad. Um, so just be aware that certainly if you're doing anything that's involving gifting products, that the, the, whatever tracking you've got in place, it's not going to work 100% of the time. Um, best estimates are you can probably add about 50% to your sales from what's, uh, what's being tracked. And so if you're doing gifting, that, that can increase a lot more. Or, you know, final point, if you've got a high ticket item where it takes a while before people um, purchase after after seeing the ad, um, that's quite hard to track as well. Facebook Ads Manager only tracks for, I think, it, I think it's 28 days. So I've, I've got uh, clients doing courses that sometimes the attribution comes in after two months. So you might need to look at other things like your CRM. Can you see that from when people click on an email in your welcome sequence? Are they purchasing after that there? Oh, man, I think that's absolutely gold. And one of the golden nuggets I think you kind of slid out there is, you know, before you even start running ads, you know, look at that baseline, you know, sales metric kind of, you know, figure you are seeing. And once you start running ads, kind of compare and contrast because these platforms aren't 100% accurate all the time. Plus, you know, with Facebook's 28-day click, one-day view, it could take 32 days to where it's not going to show up in Facebook. So I think that's a super overlooked kind of statement where, hey, see where you're sitting at before this, you know, gauge it two or three months after you're running ads and then kind of make a decision to kind of gauge whether it's working or not. Because it's not one I've heard too much of, but I think it's extremely valuable there. Yeah, absolutely right. You've, you've got to be knowing what your baseline is before you start running the ads and seeing that uplift. You know, I, I contacted, I was running some ads for somebody and I said, well, um, we're getting a few sales through the ads platform, but you know we're not kind of like moving the needle that much. What are you seeing your end? And she said, "Well, you, we've doubled sales this weekend." So <laughs> it just shows that not everything tracks. You've got to be looking at the the uplift in your in your Shopify or whatever platform you use, and seeing what the actual true uplift is there. I think we should rebrand it from dark social to 
faith-based advertising. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just have a little faith, man. It is working. <laughs> just trust me. That's what Zuckerberg wants to use. Just trust me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, Paul, you have probably seen a ton of just awful ads uh, go through your go through the platform. I'd be curious, just the total number of ads that that have been created through through Ad Espresso. But are you ready to talk about uh, some some rich and poor ads today? Yeah, let's dive in. Let's oh, do it. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> so we'll kind of check out this poor ad first. It's pretty. It looks pretty poor. I'm curious on the kind of metrics behind it. It's a very kind of constant marketing approach from the looks of it. And as mentioned, the screenshot will be in the show notes. But just so everybody has some context, I'm going to kind of read this bad boy out because it's it's a bad one. But hey, it's juicy. So the headline starts out, my cousin's body arrived in the back of an estate car. Okay, so I'm doing prepaid funeral plan as I lost my cousin at the age of 46 unexpectedly. No money and his daughter did the best for him. He turned but back in the estate car as his daughter was ashamed to ask family to help pay for his funeral. It was a shock to all the families seeing him turn up in the car. I said from that day, I would not let my children go through what she did, even though she did it, her dad proud. So mine is all paid for, and I think everyone should do it too. So uh, if you want free help, download my Beat the Funeral Price Hike guide. It's packed full of the information you need. <laughs> so, Paul, this is this is a, <laughs> this is an odd one. Let's go ahead and kind of dissect this and, you know, how did this do from a kind of, you know, ROAS perspective out of the gate, you think? ROAS! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so so to give some context to everybody, I don't think they're probably as popular in the US, but in the UK, prepaid funeral plans are popular. This is where you might be, say, 50, and you can, like, pay for a funeral up front. You know, you beat inflation. It's all taken care of so that when you die, who knows, at 70 or 80 or whatever, um, yeah. your relatives don't have to worry. Now, the problem is on on Facebook is, you know, Facebook is this light, fluffy social media platform. <laughs> um, and, and so you're talking, literally, you're talking about death. And so it, it's very, very hard. And so you have to find different angles. Um, and what most people do in insurance industry or prepaid plans like this is they say, hey, you can get cover for the price of a cup of coffee each day, or it's $2 you know, per day cover. And the problem with those type of ads is you're not getting people to fall in love with the product um, first. You're, you're going straight into the uh, the features, the technical bits, rather than benefits. So we had to think differently here. Um, so this is why we had this uh, kind of like clickbaity ad of like, okay, this picture of this uh, beaten up old uh, Volvo estate car and saying the family couldn't afford a hearse. They had to transport the body in the back of this car. So um it kind of did its job that it it stood out on social media. Um, so that was the good thing. And it also kind of did its job that it, it got quite cheap leads. The problem is those leads just didn't convert into anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the problem that you see with anything that's kind of like too clickbaity, is that, yeah, you can get lots of clicks, um, but you don't always get lots of uh, uh, sales there. So that, that's why when it's certainly with lead generation is people ask me, what is the, you know, expected cost per lead? And I say, don't worry about the cost per lead. Look at the quality of these leads. You've really got to ask your sales team, are they converting? Are the people picking up the phone? That sort of thing here. So always be careful when you create a good ad. Don't just look at the headline metrics of your click through rate or even your cost per lead. Look at the 
you know, what's actually happening to those leads? Are they converting into sales there? And yep, unfortunately, that ad got those leads, but didn't get the sales based on that. Now, with this kind of ad here, how much budget do you think was kind of put behind it? Um, so this this was running probably, I think it was about a, a hundred pounds a day. It's so about $150 US a day. So it's a kind of small budget, but the idea with those kind of ads is that you can uh, just just have the slow burn, just tick along, um, because you'll find that the for funeral plans, they are very age-dependent. Um, younger audiences don't respond. The older audiences, uh, not surprisingly, respond really, really well to them. Oh, I believe it. So being a very happy platform, death is a very hard conversation to have and essentially make money off of. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got to have the right product fit for Facebook. Um, you know, like we see on Instagram, it's all about food, fashion, lifestyle, cosmetics. Uh, those sort of things sell all day long. And when you do anything more serious, then it's a lot, lot harder on on social media to get those kind of ads to work there. So sometimes don't beat yourself up if your product doesn't work. It might just not be a good fit for for the mediums that you're advertising on. Man, Zach, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's a pretty mean lead magnet prepaid funeral plan. It's a bargain. <laughs> it look, it looks like if anything. <laughs> the headline, man, is just my cousin's body arrived in the back of an estate car. <laughs> I mean, it got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just honestly thought when when I was reading that story, I I I could probably pull up my spam filter in my Gmail inbox, and I probably have a couple hundred emails from Nigeria that sound like the same thing, which is like this kind of a, like a long gated uh, story of like something dramatic happened to my family member, it, and then I expected the ad to be like, please help my please help my family cover for this funeral cost. Just send nine ninety nine to <laughs> next year. Like I literally thought it was going to be straight spam. And then I, uh, and then when I read that it was like a legit offer of like download, beat the funeral price act guide. I was like, wait, this is real. This is not like a scam. Uh, that's crazy. That was, that was literally my impression as I was reading the ad. Oh, yeah. Well, shoot, the conversation of funerals is never a fun one. So let's go ahead and have some fun and roast a very bad ad I had the pleasure of finding yesterday. So if both of y'all can pull up the terrible ad I sent you both, um, let's go ahead and roast it. And just so everybody has some context, this will be in the show notes as well. But we have a great page called Saving and Earning um, Giveaway 100% Free Plus PP Fee. No idea what that means. But hey, you want to review this premium quality wireless fast charging car mount? Simply click send message to claim yours today. Um, and it's got a bunch of product benefits, gravity sensor technology, case friendly. Not very great benefits, but hey, that headline, contact us to see 100 plus items and it's going to Messenger. So <laughs> Paul, out of the gate, give me your thoughts, feelings, concerns with this terrible ad here. Okay, so what what I say with ads is you've got to keep them simple. Is that people will take one action if if you just give them something clear to do. It's like if you're trying to herd sheep, you, if you point them in one direction, people on Facebook will do what you tell them to do. Um, but if you're trying to get them to do five things, it won't work. <laughs> so on this is saying you can you can it, it's a giveaway, but it's also saying we want you to review this ad. And by the way, there is a postage fee, even though it's free. And then you can um, contact us on Messenger. 
but you can also see a hundred other items rather than just this product. <laughs> so there's, there, there's about at least five things. And what people do is they just like go met and scroll past. You've got one to two seconds to capture people's attention on Facebook. So just, just say one thing like, it's a wireless charger. It's 20 bucks. Buy it now on Amazon. And and people will buy it all day long. So that's the sort of thing. Just you need that very, very clear message. It's very confused. Um, and sometimes what I see, you know, the most important thing when I speak to clients is say, what, what do you want from this ad? Because when you speak to CEOs, they'll tell you they want engagement. They want loads and loads of reach. They want loads and loads of clicks. And they want loads and loads of conversions. And what you need to do as an agency is say to them, sorry, you can choose one thing. Do you, want, do you want reach? Do you want clicks? Do you want conversions? Choose one metric. I'll get it for you. So the, the, what somebody's done here is they've said, hey, I want messenger conversations and I want people to click on it and I want to engage and it's too much. So just just pick one thing, uh, put one, one common thing that you want the users to take action on and the ads work a hundred times better than this product. I mean, who even says like, I want to review a premium quality? Like who... Who leads an ad with, do you want to leave a review? I mean, no, <laughs> I don't want to leave a review. Yeah. And the, the other part I love the most is the, the grammatical errors without a doubt. But on the product benefits, I think those are supposed to be check marks, but I'm starting to think those are like square root symbols, like for a mathematical equation, if I'm looking at that correctly. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the format's terrible. The call to action's terrible. And Overall, the ad's terrible, but I, I kind of do need a charging car mount, so I'm kind of sold, but not really, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nice, nice find, Dylan. All right, let's dive into it. Let's talk about some rich ads. Okay, heck yeah. So for this rich ad, this pops, you know, this will be in the show notes as well, but we got Sugar and Crumbs with Nifty Nozzles, a cupcake bouquet class with Carol. So... We've had just another fabulous day in our Cupcake Bouquet class. This was our second day, and due to the overwhelming success we already had in day three in the diary. Save the date, Saturday, 13th June. If you decide to sign up, you'll be invited to join our small, inclusive Facebook group where you can access the class on the day. In addition, you can see all previous classes, and you're welcome to join us in the future on all classes that we run in the group. Everyone who has taken part so far has done exceptionally well and really enjoyed it. So it looks like it's a kind of Cupcake Bouquet class. And it, I was thinking it was flowers at first, but those are actually cupcakes. So, Paul, I know you mentioned this ad absolutely killed it. What made this ad kill it? Was it, was it the cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things here. But first of all, this this ad um, says for an online baking class. Um, this one got an incredible 36 ROAS. Um, and and that's results in, in several hundred sales um, in U.S., we're probably talking about 90 bucks per sale. Um, so, so this is a real outlier, but there's two things here. The first is looking at the ad strategy rather than just the ad creative, which mm. sometimes people forget about. They think it's all about having the best graphic or the, the shiniest video. Whereas really the strategy here is the, um, um, in the UK, just like just like other countries during lockdown, uh, baking at home baking just took off big time so what happened with this client is they pivoted from having uh in-person classes which they couldn't run um to online classes so that's the first thing you, you, if you've got the right product at the right time it sells just like we looked at the bad ad if you've got the wrong product on facebook it doesn't <laughs> work 
But if you've got the right product and crucially, it needs to be at the right time, then, you know, even, even with pretty poor creative, it, it's going to work. Um, so that's the first thing. You've got to have that good strategy. You've got to say, right, what's the market conditions now? How do we take advantage of this? So many advertisers like just gave up. It's like, okay, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, things are all over the place. We've kind of locked down. I, I'm going to give up. And instead, we're like, okay, let's pivot pivot as fast as we can, double down on this new strategy. It absolutely blew up. So first of all, you know, don't overlook the strategy if your ads aren't working. How can you change things? Then the second thing here is um, a very personal touch in the ads. So we're talking about Carol here, who's leading the class. And you'll find that people that buy these uh, baking classes, they tend to be Females, we, we found when we looked at the demographics, kind of 40 plus, uh, and really you're building this community. So the classes are taking part, part in this Facebook group. Um, I was praising other people in the ad tech, saying everybody did exceptionally well in the previous classes. So that's what people needed during mm-hmm. lockdown. They need that community where they can't see people face to face. They want, they're moving to online communities, and that's what we built there. Um, so some people with their ad techs, they're just trying to like, really strip it back to like we saw in the bad ad where you just have check marks list the features we're not doing that here we're moving it to a conversational style which is what this particular audience really loved and don't be afraid to go for that personal touch in the ads where you can actually name people rather than just making yourself out to be this huge mega corporation people buy from other people not from some faceless corporation so that's why we chose this very specific style of ads and yeah that little kind of like um Nice little thing we did with the image where you look at this cupcake bouquet. At first, you think it's flowers. You look at it for a couple of seconds and suddenly your mind flips and you realize it's actually cupcakes that you can eat there. So that was a nice little touch we put in the ad as well. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, I think you hit it right on the head, having some sort of personal aspect to it with Miss Carol. Um, But that final line, everyone who has taken part so far has done exceptionally well and really enjoyed it. Those are the kinds of words of affirmation people love and kind of want to be a part of. So you know, may not see much, but that extra little sentence probably just added so much flavor to this ad as a whole. But, you know, long story short, this ad killed it. 30x. So, I mean, heck, I mean, who doesn't like cupcakes? This is a killer ad right here. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm hungry looking at it. Well, you know, hey, we dived into an ad that just did not fit the platform. You know, it may have gotten some cheap CPLs, but hey, it didn't convert. When it comes to that rich ad, You know, timing is perfect. Having an online, you know, some sort of Facebook group during the whole COVID crisis, this was the perfect time to kind of capitalize on an idea. And Miss Carol made the magic happen. And fortunately, Ad Espresso is here to, you know, share with us. So, Paul, you know, we've absolutely loved this. Super value packed. We want to kind of thank you for kind of coming on this. And hey, much appreciated, my man. Uh, Thanks, guys. It's been a real pleasure to be on the show today. Good stuff. Well, hey. Shouts out, everybody. This will be the final concluded of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. But hey, have a good one, everybody.